Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why do you think the Dilophosaurus, why do you think you should make an appearance in Jurassic World Dominion? That's a good question you got there, and I'll answer. You see, the reason why I, I, I'm desperate to show up in a Jurassic Park sequel. Now, keep in mind, I've been desperate since uh, the announcement of The Lost World. I'm like, oh, cool. You put me in, get, get, I'm down. Put me in The Lost World. And guess what? They never put me in The Lost World. Mm. And Jurassic Park 3 came out. I was like, oh, uh, put, put me in there. And, and they were like, nah. And now the Jurassic Park franchise was like dead for a good while up until the Jurassic World. And Colin Jarrell was like, okay, uh, I'm going to bring back the franchise alive. Uh, what dinosaurs would you like to see? I know I'm just going to bring back the Dominus Rex and all that, but well, what kind of dinosaurs over there? And I'm just saying, uh, and I said, uh, look, I just had to kill like three trees, <laughs> three trees, just papers worth of letters requesting my appearance. And only one was enough. And yet somehow it was only for a hologram. Ugh. And that's very impressive and, because Velociraptors can open doors, but Dilophosaurus can write letters. That's I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They, you know, there's a lot of things you just don't know about the Dilophosaurus.
Welcome back to See Jurassic Right. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris. Hey, it's been a minute. I guess I, I guess I took a little post Jurassic June break. Not really. We did the, I put out the, uh, Dodson and Biosyn, uh, thoughts video with Brenna White, aka Bonnie Puns, aka Beeksels and I last Friday, which I'm glad I did because now the mini set's coming out today. And I hope you enjoyed that little snippet of a special interview with a special dialogue that is going to come later in this episode. But, I hope everyone had an amazing Jurassic June. I hope everyone had an amazing July 6th park. And if you haven't seen the Ju- the July 6th world follow-up video uh, for, uh, that they did last year, you should totally check that out because I think it's it's just as good and just as special and amazing and really funny. So uh, there's a lot to get to today, uh, but I wanted to start off with the the first kind of big announcement. So this is Miniso 31, I think, I believe so. I don't, I don't not, I believe so. It's literally right in front of me on this piece of paper. Uh, this is Minisode 31 and it is going to be the last Minisode for now. And hopefully the last Raptor reactions for a while too, as well, because, <laughs> because why? Well, because right now Dominion News is flying fast and furious. And just with the way that I want to do this podcast, Minisodes first really made sense especially in season one, when I was only putting out one episode a month, and I still wanted to keep up with the news. But things are happening fast and furious all the time. And I'd rather be able to talk about this stuff with you, not only on social media, but in podcast form as well, every week. And so what I want to do going forward is essentially, you know, you have your interviews coming every Friday. And then but every Thursday, you know, depending on the news, but I think I think it's going to be every week, depending on the news. Uh, I'm going to do a new segment called Swift Bites, which is essentially it's going to be the mini sode broken up into smaller chunks. That's essentially what it is. I'm super excited about it. Swift Bites. I mean, Swift uh, is um, Velocity in Latin or Velocis or something like that. So that's actually what Velociraptor means. So, you know, it's like a little plan words right there. But yeah, I mean, truly... It just is, I noticed last month, especially during Jurassic June, it was just this thing of like, okay, here's an episode. Now here's a Raptor reactions because news just dropped and the mini said, but then news dropped, right? It just, to me, it was just for my own brain. I felt like there was just so much going on. And yeah, I'd rather, even if it, there isn't big news, like maybe there's some dinosaur news that's really interesting that I just don't get to because by the time I get to the end of the month, like you'll see here, like, I really am only focusing on the most important things, but it's kind of sad because there's always some fun stuff going on every week that kind of gets lost in the shuffle when I can only talk about it once a month. And, and maybe it doesn't, it's not enough of a thing to, to warrant a full on Raptor reaction style, like m- emergency episodes. So that's kind of the deal for right now. Essentially. Yeah. So just to recap, uh, starting next week, there'll be a swift bites on Thursday, which again, you know, presumably will be, you know, I, I, in my mind, I, I imagine that I'm going to be covering like one to three topics per week, depending on what the news is. So maybe one week there's not really a lot of news. So maybe I'll cover one topic for longer or, you know, three topics shorter, anywhere from, you know, 10 to, to 30 minutes, probably. I mean, I know I can talk a lot sometimes, but so yeah, that's kind of the thing. And I'm just trying to make the schedule easier for all of you. As far as like when to expect things and when to anticipate things, because just for me as a podcast listener, 
I love anticipating something coming out on a certain day. And I know this podcast has been kind of the opposite of that. Very good learning lesson. So, uh, but speaking of which of all these episodes and stuff, I'm so happy that last month I truly got to have, you know, Jurassic June was, was ultimately this Jurassic June. And I mentioned in the Facebook group, see Jurassic Right podcast, you know, my, my priorities were a lot different this Jurassic June. I really wanted to support Black Lives Matter and I wanted to really be active and, and, you know, just doing a bunch of dinosaur Jurassic Park stuff wasn't as important to me, but it, but ultimately still it was, I, I still really wanted to participate and there were so many cool conversations I had. So I can do both. I can, I can do both things and, um, yeah, su- support Black Lives Matter, donate, do all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that more later, but, um, just wanted to put that up front now as well, too. But again, to recap last month, I mean, a little bit of late May into July, but last month I talked to Tom Fishenden. I talked to Lola Binkard. We talked about our favorite scenes from the Jurassic Park novel that have yet to be adapted into the movies. And I think we might be doing a follow-up on our favorite Dodgson scenes because, well, the character's coming back and he is the big bad in the Lost World novels. So I totally can imagine Colin and Emily are going to be mining that book for everything they can for just great Dodson material. And we also did, uh, oh yeah, the, I did a bonus video where I responded to Clayton Fioriti and Swerve's Dominion theories. That was really fun. It was kind of my first time really responding directly to, you know, another, another, uh, pod communities like thing. But I listened to Brad, uh, Brad Jost and Aaron Byers Jurassic Park podcast episode where they talked about the dots and theories and stuff. Oh, so good. They had some great stuff in there. I suggest you go listen to that. I'll put a link to that. Uh, in this episode, I talked to Perry Nemiroff about ranking the Jurassic franchise movies, and she had that great article, so we talked about that. Um, oh, and of course, I watched Jurassic World and did a commentary with the Mosasaur announcer, the Mosasaurus announcer herself, Courtney James Clark, as well as her partner, Stuart, and uh, Brennan White, my girlfriend Brennan White, aka Bonnie Puns, aka Beaksels. We all sat around and had a fun double date party watching Jurassic World for the fifth anniversary, which was super fun. Then I, there was another bonus article or bonus article, another bonus episode, another bonus Raptor reactions about the announcement that Jurassic World Dominion would uh, commence filming July 6th, which just happened this week. And still no, no, no pictures or behind the scenes things yet, which is why I didn't start the Swift Bites this week. Anyway, so, so I did that and commented on their kind of COVID techniques and stuff like that. And then I'm just going to say this right now before we get into the news. Um, all the stuff about the film being shut, de- shut down this week again because crew members got COVID and they shut it, whatever. No, it's all, it's all BS. Everything's fine. So I don't even want to talk about that because it was just a fake, you know, it's what from one of these like comic book movie or screen rant, like ta- they're essentially like nerd tabloids. And yeah, anyway, don't want to talk about that, but just so you know, everything's moving good right now. And if somebody did have COVID-19, they caught it. So that's great. So, but to continue, I had Dustin Grawick on who's, you know, big psychom dinosaur guy, dinosaur whisperer, you know him, you love him. He's still doing his Dino 101 things. Um, I think a couple times a month now with like Atlas Obscura and they're raising money for good causes. So go check out that episode. We, we talked about how he became a dinosaur guy much later in life. And also we talked about the underrated dinosaurs of the Jurassic Park franchise, including things, including creatures like Mementisaurus, Ceratosaurus. Um, uh, Sinoceratops, you know, so I, I would that that was a really fun conversation because there's just a few dinosaurs 
in the Jurassic Park franchise that never get love. Um, so that was really fun to talk to him about. And then we also, we also, and I also talked to Ashley Hall, who is a paleontologist and another science communicator. She, I mean, lady naturalist, if you don't follow her on, I'm sure all of you follow her on Twitter already. She's great. She just had a new book come out called Fossils for Kids. It's super awesome. And it's not just for kids. Truly, anyone looking to get into paleontology, whether it's for dinosaurs or any kind of fossils, you should definitely check it out. And maybe I'll have a contest soon to give some away. So stay tuned for that. So. That's everything for now. Oh, and I also, again, like I mentioned just last week, Brenna and I, aka Beaksels, aka Bonnie Puns, we talked about Dotson, Biosyn, and the fact that those are going to be how Dotson is returning recast. I'll clarify that because when I post on social media, some people were like, oh, I hope the, the, the actual actor's not returning. Thank God Cameron Thor is a piece of trash. And, um, yeah, they recast the character, they recast the actor. How do you say that? They recast the character and Campbell Scott is going to be playing Dotson in this new movie. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited at all the sort of implications of Biosyn now being officially canon in the Jurassic Park movie universe. So, you know, then as far as, you know, listening back, you know, just go scroll up a bit in the app and you'll get to check out any of these episodes you may have missed. So I'm just so excited that... I was like, wow, I did so many episodes. And it's like, no, dummy, that's how many you're supposed to do every month. Well, maybe not this many, but you know what I mean. So anyway, let's take a break and we'll get into all the news because a lot has been happening with Dominion. And I know we've talked a lot about it already, but I think it's kind of cool to kind of see it all now that it's now that I'm not getting it piecemeal. We can kind of stand back and take a look at what it all means. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, and we're back. And again, a lot of these articles, we've kind of, I mean, especially this month, I did so many Raptor reactions and, you know, bonus episodes and stuff. But I think it's worth taking a look back, look back at, especially because, again, there's been some tabloid news saying that, you know, tons of crew have gotten, I don't, you know, I don't even want to talk about this. I hate, it's that thing of like, I don't want to spread misinformation because I feel like people on Twitter were in a tizzy and, you know, in the sense that like, it's that thing of you see one rumor and then everyone all of a sudden makes all these assumptions. And I think, let me actually, you know, I'm going to jump in here and look at, look at a, some fresh, uh, here we go. Oh yeah, here we go. So at Jurassic Outpost, they were 
contacted by Universal to put out an official statement to say that any reports indicating that Jurassic World Dominion has halted production are categorically untrue. The production is headed into its fifth day of shooting tomorrow, and we are thrilled to be back in front of the camera on this incredible project. So that is an official statement from Universal, who uh, gave these comments uh, to Jurassic Outpost to disseminate amongst the community. So, you know... All, all, I, all I know is that I'm excited. And again, ultimately, and Clayton Fury, you said this too in a video that he just posted that ultimately, if they catch people who have COVID, that's good news because it means that their system is working. So I hope everyone is safe. And the deadline article, um, I will link to again because you can kind of see all the different measures. I mean, antiviral fog, you guys. What? That is, that it, to me is like the most wild thing. <laughs> And I really want to, I should, I need like, I need Allie from Ology, Allie Ward from Ologies to do like a, to do like a full, like on like a fogology or like a, like a, a, a um, to do like a, a hand sanitizer ology or something on how all that stuff works. Cause it's really interesting. But um, yeah, so the article from Andrea Weissman goes into detail of not only how all the different safety measures that are involved, but what I find interesting and this, this is includes, so I'm going to jump into a more recent article from Colin Trevorrow where over at Empire, and this is uh, from Ben Travis. He got the official word from Colin Trevorrow as they jump back into shooting and his interview. Oh yeah. So uh, it was nice to, I mean, it's not a very long piece, but it's mostly just like a blurb. For many of us, Dominion was already the biggest creative challenge of our lives before the lockdown, the filmmaker says, explaining that post-production was possible for early scenes the crew had managed to shoot pre-lockdown. The shooting schedule really worked to our advantage. The first four weeks were put to film were mostly sequences with dinosaurs in them, so that allowed us to get a head start on VFX and workshop some of the newer elements without the pressure of a looming deadline. With additional safety measures in place, Trevor explains that part of the challenge will be conjuring an imaginative world on screen that's far removed from this unprecedented era of social distancing and quarantine. I'm confident our guidelines will keep us safe, he says. The hard part will be constructing a creative environment within all the precautions. Once the camera rolls, we have to forget our world and live in the world of the movie. That may take some practice. And yeah, so that's pretty much it from there. And, you know, it's very interesting because, and I was talking about this on Twitter because, so pr- princi- principal photography started February 26th and then they were, and then lo- they officially halted filming on Dominion, I believe March 13th. And to me, that's three weeks of filming, not four, but maybe they're counting it differently because they're in the UK. No, <laughs> well, and no, uh, but also most of that filming, as far as we knew, was in Vancouver in the snow. So it's like, to me, like, I don't know what to make. And then also in the deadline article, in the deadline article, they talked about how there wasn't a lot of crowd scenes. So it's like, in a way, these are spo- like not spoilers, but the, in, in a way, these kind of comments really kind of set a mood or a tone where it's like, okay, are most of the dinosaur scenes in the snow or like in some sort of, but yeah, Vancouver wasn't where sets were, or at least what were extensive, you know, all the major set work is being done in Pine at Pinewood Studios, uh, like in Fallen Kingdom. So it's like, okay, were there a bunch of outdoor stuff in the snow with mostly dinosaurs with no crowds or very little crowds? I mean, all that stuff to me is very interesting because it just, it paints the picture as, even though we're getting this huge cast coming back, I mean, the biggest Jurassic cast we've ever seen, there's something very kind of interesting and lonely about the idea that 
and and to me that's what to me that's what I loved about the original Jurassic Park that it truly was a handful of people stuck on an island with dinosaurs and so I love the idea that whatever adventure we're getting on is going to mostly be focusing on our on our heroes on our main characters instead of you know Jurassic World is, is a movie where it features such a big cast of like small characters you know it, you know day players and stuff like that which was really cool because it was in a theme park and you wanted it to feel alive by having it focus on a bunch of different people but i mean again this cast is also really big but in a different way and so maybe it's going to be more character driven more there's going to be more of an intimacy here because it's because most of the characters that are in this movie are people that we know already which is very cool so uh let's see what else is going on as far as the news um well and speaking of you know characters that we know this is another article uh in yahoo entertainment by freda cooper sam neill alan grant's return to jurassic world dominion is a lot more than a cameo and this exclusive interview sam neill revealed his involvement in dominion amounts to a lot more than just making a cameo his character paleontologist blah 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 so you know sam neill you know dr grant we haven't seen him since 2001's jurassic park 3 same thing with lord dern and uh so sam neill says to yahoo movies uk we're all the way through the film uh jeff goldblum and me laura dern neil tells uh, yahoo movies uk while promoting his new film ride like a girl out this week on pvod but admits he probably won't be running as fast quite as fast as i was 27 years ago so i again that's also another like the dynamic of what this movie was or could have been is so I truly don't know what to think what this movie is going to be like now, because I think we all had a lot of preconceived notions. I think even with the idea that our original trio would come back in smaller form, I thought, you know, OK, maybe it's Claire and Owen and Macy, you know, flanked by a couple of the supporting, uh, you know, but there was a there was a time when I believe Danielle Pineda and Justice Smith weren't coming back, much less them and Omar Sy and Jake Johnson. So the fact that that huge side, like the huge, like side character cast is coming back along with the original trio, you know, it's not just going to be this thing of like, I, I mean, are they all going to be together? Are they going to all be working in different teams and units across the world, like Avengers Endgame style? The idea that we're going to get, you know, Grant and Sattler and Goldblum throughout the entire movie is so I just don't know what that means. Like this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be more than a simple kidnapping plot. Like it's, you know, it's not going to be just like, and, and it can't just be everyone running around by like running away from dinosaurs by themselves with no point. Like what is going to be, what is Dotson going to do or what is going to happen? That's going to bring all these forces together. Uh, so that to me is like truly, truly, I don't even, I, yeah, I don't even know what to make of it. It's so exciting. And so obviously, I mean, I've talked about the dots and stuff a lot. Campbell Scott is replacing, uh, Cameron Thor. Thank God. And Dotson is going to be in it and he is going to be the head of Biosyn, which is just, again, Biosyn's not named in Jurassic Park. It's named in the novels, obviously, but the fact that Dotson's coming back, what he's going to be, uh, Brenna and I talked a lot about, you know, our theories about how Dotson could be more of an um, antagonist figure in a way that, in my mind, he's not out for revenge. He didn't know Nedry. He didn't even like Nedry. So it's not about revenge. It's more of like, well, look what Engine did. Look what Jurassic World brought, you know, well, look what they hath wrought unto the world. Maybe Dotson, maybe I can save save the world and coming, you know, coming from that point of like having a villain who believes they're the hero is is 
to me, I always love it when they do that, you know? So, and it's very different for Jurassic Park because, you know, Mills was truly just the, the psychopath, you know, pretending to be looking out for people. And, you know, Hoskins was, you know, just like a nerd, uh, <laughs> who just liked guns and, you know, wanted to pretend that he was a cowboy. And so to me, I like this kind of more detached villainry. I, I think that to me is more realistic to the world we live in now. And it's more realistic to Crichton. It's kind of just like the oh, business is business, baby. You know, it's just like the, the evils of capitalism in a patriarchal society and, you know, that kind of thing. So to me, that feels, Again, as Colin is saying, you know, we got to distance ourselves from the world we're living in now as far as like COVID goes. I think the, you know, capitalism and the hubris of man, that stuff is, you know, is is right. There's been right there in, in the Jurassic Park's DNA from the beginning. So this has got me very excited. And speaking of being excited, look at these transitions. Um yeah, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't think I talked about it in any particular bonus episode, but um Jurassic World Dominion will be the start of a new era, says producer Frank Marshall. And so this came out earlier in, oh, really at the end of May. Maybe I did talk about this in the last month's mini-sode. Well, I guess I'm talking about it again. I mean, essentially, I mean, we all knew this was coming. It, to me, ever since Jurassic World, you know, getting back into the fandom, starting this podcast, and Jurassic World being the surprise hit that it was, Universal redoing the ride. I'm like, there's no way Jurassic World is over after Jurassic World 3, you know, after Jurassic Park 6. It's like, it just feels too premature. And, you know, I guess that's the cynicism also of like, you know, movies now and they have, you know, franchises have to go on forever. But I mean, I want more dinosaur movies. And I think there's going to, I think there's still so many interesting stories to tell in this universe. And, you know, I think we can, you know, we're obviously all on the Dominion train, but I, I think in a way for people who are worried that Dominion is trying to stuff too much in, I don't know if it's going to stuff as much as we think because it's not the end. And that great Forbes article I talked about last month about how Universal is more positioning Jurassic to be like Fast and the Furious. And that to me is such a light bulb moment because Fast and the Furious was just kind of one good movie with a bunch of sort of disparate sequels. And then they sort of brought everything together and it coalesced into the kind of franchise that it is now. And it just, from what Frank Marshall's saying, that's truly what they're trying to do now with, with Jurassic world. It's like, okay, let's bring back all the supporting cast from all the previous movies so that you remember why you love them. And then going forward, you know, different, different teams, different spinoffs, different, like, different makeups, maybe some go to the TV show, stuff like that. So it's kind of like taking all the best eggs, putting them in a basket, being like, hey, man, you like this basket? Um, so that's a metaphor. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of TV shows, I'm going to end on this note for the news um, is so, you know, we've been talking about Dominion. We've been talking about the future of the Jurassic franchise. But what about Camp Cretaceous? So Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is the Netflix animated TV show that, I mean, if you are somebody who's really keyed into the Jurassic World right now, I mean, I'm literally wearing a bumpy T-shirt. Uh, it says Cuddle Bumps on it. Bumpy is the baby Ankylosaurus that is set to be one of the stars of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, this animated Jurassic TV show that is supposed to drop on Netflix next month. But currently there is no word. We originally got the rumor of an August release date, but nothing. There's been no additional trailers, no nothing. And 
Jurassic has gone through this before where, I mean, look at Battle of Big Rock last year. There was all these rumors, everything, nothing happened. Toys were released, you know, the Allosaurus, the new Pseudoceratops. And then I think like, a then finally, like a random week, you know, near the end of the year, it was, or like at the end of summer, it was just like, boom, here's Battle of Big Rock. And so I personally think that that is when is that is, I think, for the month of July, we're going to need to pay attention because I think we're going to get a Camp Cretaceous official word. I will say, though, that I was looking on Amazon the other day when I got my Bumpy t-shirt that because every Jurassic movie has a junior tie-in novel, I saw that there was a tie-in novel for Camp Cretaceous listed to drop on September 22nd. And typically these tie-in things, these tie-in materials, because they're always worried about spoilers, don't drop until after the thing comes out. So maybe it's been pushed back to September. I'm not sure. Or maybe they're just giving it a bigger window. I mean, The Rise of Skywalker's uh, novel, that tie-in, like, adult novel, was released, like, six months after uh, The Rise of Skywalker in theaters. So something to keep in mind, we could be getting word on Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous at any time now. I'm super excited to watch that with the, with all of you. I don't know how I want to do it. I'm <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to stay up all night and watch all of them. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, let me know if you're excited about Camp Cretaceous. It's so funny. Uh, just a quick Camp Cretaceous update. I posted my my Cuddlebumps T-shirt uh, with featuring Bumpy, who's going to be one of the new stars of Camp Cretaceous. And just so happens this weekend, people again were like, where, where's Camp Cretaceous? When is it coming? And apparently a French Netflix account said the 12th of September. So assuming that it's a worldwide, worldwide release date, that's when it's coming for us as well too here in the US. Um, but who knows? Remains to be seen. And let us, you know, I want to hear how everyone's feeling about Dominion filming, having all the returning cast, having the returning cast be there the whole time. Dodson, like, there's just, it, it's just, the movie was so different, like, probably seven months ago, or like, like, I mean, I, I mean, a year, I think a year ago, or less than a year ago, was when we got the Laura Dern announcement where she, you know, that the event that I was at to watch Battle of Big Rock in theaters, or no, that was in, that was in September because I was, because Brenda and I were visiting her family in Utah. Uh, so yeah, you know what I mean? Like pre-September, my envisioning of what this movie was going to be was so different. So, and who knows, maybe the movie's not that different in a sense, like plot wise, but now it's filled with returning cast. So that's something else to think about as well, too. And anyway, that's all stewing around in the brain. Uh, but before we do that, I really want to, we're going to, I want to, I want to introduce this interview with, and if you don't follow them in Twitter, they're really fun to follow. It's the account at the underscore one underscore spitter. So the Dilophosaurus hasn't been seen since Jurassic Park. There's been hints, homages, you know, holograms, statues, venom, you know, uh, making Jimmy Fallon pass out. Of the Dilophosaurus, our favorite Jurassic predator. Sorry, Allosaurus. Uh, <laughs> um, the Twitter account at the uh, underscore one underscore spitter. I got a chance to talk to this Dilophosaurus, which was the original Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park. I, it's such a silly interview. Enjoy. <laughs> It's 
it's kind of wild to me that ever we've seen every single dinosaur in Jurassic Park return in every other movie uh, well overrated garbage yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> other Sorry. other than the Dilophosaurus that's pretty wild to me considering the Dilophosaurus you had such a breakout scene I mean it was it's one of the iconic scenes from the movie you get the villain uh, I was I was looking for that word I was looking for that word <laughs> iconic iconic yeah <laughs> well I mean yeah it's it's very strange I mean you think that they would have Surprisingly, in the Lost World, there's a lack of predators. It's truly only the Rexes. I guess the Compies kind of make up the third dino villain. What but about the, what about the Raptors? Well, the, well, I mean, besides the T Rex and the Raptors, we have the Compies. But I feel like there there would oh. there should have been more room for the Dilos in there as well. And yeah, instead, we have the, the little trash lizards. <laughs> I like to call them that. <laughs> the um. The just like flesh chickens or something like that. I don't know. They just look like trash lizards to me. They they definitely, um, you know, I I wouldn't trust. Like I feel like if you got bit by one of those, I mean, in the book they were poisonous. In the movie, they don't necessarily say oh. whether or not they're poisonous. But I definitely feel like you would get tetanus from a compy. You know. Oh, uh, I'm kind of concerned because the other day I had a compy. Uh oh. You know, I, I had him like a small fry. He was he was pretty tasty. <laughs> but you know, you, he was a you're not feeling any lizard. You're not feeling any sickness or anything right now. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I had I, I did have a headache the other day, but other than that, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not feeling too bad. But uh, uh, you know, in these trying times, but you know, <laughs> no, no, um, no hinting at a Dilophosaurus in Jurassic Park three. Unfortunately, I feel okay. like you... hey, a friend, hey, a friend of mine was there. You know the Spinosaurus. Oh, you consider the Spinosaurus a friend? Oh yeah, we're good friends on Twitter. In <laughs> fact, he has a Twitter account too. Wait, I, sh- I don't know if I'm following the Spinosaurus. Uh, it's basically the original Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park Three. Oh, incredible! I mean, we almost got him in. We almost got him in Fallen Kingdom. Or, uh, but yeah, almost got him in yeah. Fallen Kingdom, but then they at the last minute they decided to 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 spring up. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. In Jurassic World, we we got two two. How do you feel about big middle the- fingers? <laughs> big middle fingers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but like I was like, I look. I haven't been shown in a Jurassic Park sequel since, uh, or not Jurassic Park movie in general since 1993. And despite, like, like, besides the toys and all the video games, all that jazz, like, I have not appeared in one single movie. If you, if you count art or digital, whatever kind of BS you got there, then, yeah, sure, they might count. But to me, they don't count. They're just BS. Yes, in Jurassic World, you were a hologram. Insulting. Stop saying that, please. <laughs> and you were also, your, your spit was technically in it as well. Again, it was like a movie within a movie, so... It feels again kind of like getting the short shift. Yeah, it's good to have my spit appear in a movie, but not <laughs> the spitter himself. And then in Fallen Kingdom, we get two oh. more references, and oh, no. one of them is un- no. <laughs> one of them is unfortunate because supposedly, well, no. well I, no. I have my question for you. Do you think that the Dilophosaurus in Lockwood Manor was that a was that a stuffed Dilophosaurus? I'm sorry, this might be traumatic. Was that a stuffed Dilophosaurus or was it just a statue of one? Well, uh, let, let, let's see. 
I actually did manage to steal the statue. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I, I did some questionable stuff with it. <laughs> uh oh. Look, nobody's gonna. Yeah. Nobody's uh, judging in these times. Nobody's judging in these times. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I basically, I don't know. I basically had sex with it, and I just had a a big depressing chamber right now because I. Uh, it just, it just reminds me that I am not. I, I just, I, it just reminds me that I'm worthless. Oh. I'm not, I'm not as important as T Rex or Velociraptor. Or, or whatever the hell you have over there. Like, I'm just another dinosaur, random dinosaur that just appeared in the first movie and uh, never appears again. I'm so and sorry. That, 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 that's, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, you're, you, you are human, but uh, you're a good human. Thank you. But hey, did you feel, or was it again another middle finger when at the very beginning of Fallen Kingdom, you hear the, you, you hear the sounds of your brethren, your brothers okay. and sisters? Okay. My brothers and sisters, God, I don't know. Uh, I I have like brothers and sisters. I, sometimes I love them, sometimes I hate them. I have this big brother named Jerry, Jerry, and yeah. uh, Jerry, and he's a apparently he's an adult Dilophosaurus, and like I'm 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 still small Dilo, so please don't judge. No, but like Jerry is my adult like brother, and uh, I don't know. He's kind of a kind of a dick if you ask me. <laughs> Did- I don't know. He's just that like every time we would like have food, like let's say, for instance, we had like a hadrosaur or maybe a, a gallimimus. I don't know. And then Jerry would be like, okay, this is mine. And everyone else, you get the scraps. And that's it. <laughs> that's not very good older brother behavior, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's, he's the ba- typical uh, main big brother. And I'm just over there just eating the scraps off of Jerry. And I'm just... <sighs> ugh. I'm I'm mad. Well, you know, again, before we, because the reason why I wanted to talk to you is because we knew you have a, a wonderful campaign, and I'm I'm really I was going to say hooting for you, but also rooting for you. Uh, no, that's okay. I accept the pun. <laughs> um, you know, before we get to this whole Dominion business, I, I have to ask because if you're the original spitter, the original Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park, where were you and Jerry? Did you? Did you go join up with Masrani and go in the cages, or were you kind of hanging out in the in the um, the sort of closed off zone where the old All park right. was? All right, let me let me tell you my old story. So Please, I think thank it was you. back in uh, uh, 2005. Oh, we were just vibing there. We were having a good time. There were no humans in sight, and it was just the wild, good old fashioned wild. I was over there with my sister, and uh, I was over there with uh, my beloved. Uh, my beloved wife, her name was uh, Lena. Yeah, Lena. Her name was Lena. And, <laughs> That's a very she pretty was, name. Uh, oh yeah, she's a and she's a pretty uh, spitter, if you ask me. So I was over there with Lena, and you know we were thinking about having a family, and we were thinking about having a nest, maybe. And I'm like, okay, sure. Don't really like kids, but yeah, let's continue a generation. And. Uh, and then some tragic stuff happened. Uh, oh no! Some some humans came over. They were from the Masrani Corporation, and uh, they just oh. So we don't like humans, okay? I think that's fair. And to see and to see a human after what? Uh, probably uh, thirteen years, something maybe, like that. Thirteen yeah. years or twelve years since we seen a human, and we see like humans, and they have like guns and all that jazz. And I was like, okay. They they look threatening, but Lena was like, "Uh, 
God, humans, I hate them. So my wife went up. She tried to stand up to the humans. She spat at one human, and she was about to eat one. Then she got shot. Ugh. Some guy was supposed to tranquilize her, but instead, she was just shot in the head. And with that, she died. So tragic. Why would somebody shoot a dinosaur? They're so... You, I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're, 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 I don't even know what to call not species, but type of animal. I mean, hasn't been seen on this earth for millions of years. You're not just going to go around and, you know, shoot it like you're hunting lions or something. Also, I don't recommend uh, hunting lions either. So, oh, not well, they're mammals. I hate mammals. You see, you, you know, you just wouldn't, you know, shoot uh, a, a diamond or something, you know, like, oh, no, not really. You would shoot like a dime a dozen, like, I don't know, one in a million, especially such a, a beautiful girl like Lena, but ah, man, I'm going to miss her. But really, I just see them and they just remind me of the dark side of humans. Not the nice, tasty drumsticks that they offer. No, <laughs> just the dark side where they just use you for entertainment. It's pretty dark now that you now that you put it in that light. I've never thought about it like that before. Oh, yeah. I tried to break out a few times, but. I just realized that I'm used for entertainment. I'm like, okay, sure. And I'll just, uh, I'll just do it like my friend Shamu over there. Uh, you know Shamu. Oh, of course. Yeah, you see, he's kind of dumb every time. He's so I'm like over there, just on Twitter, just you know, saying some stuff over there, just saying, hey, bring back the Lophosaurus, and just do all that jazz. And then, and then Shamu would just go over there and just ruin my fun. He's just. Yeah, oh, he's kinda, I see. Yeah, he's like a reply guy. He's always just trying to butt in and get his say in. Yeah, he he just wants likes, which is why I have like a hundred a hundred more followers than him. Ha, look at him. He he's only got like he, he doesn't even have sixty followers. Okay, that, that that Shamu guy's a loser. No, I think I think you're in a much better place right now. <laughs> and well, I mean, I guess again, continuing your story. Then you must have been pretty glad when the Indominus just totally uh, rampaged through the park and and then all the humans left again. Were you excited about that or was it like, you I'll know, look, it, OK, it, so I spent my time in captivity for a decade. You know that, right? Yes. So I'm over there just uh, eating goats and shit and I just eat with my brothers and sisters. And Jerry would always be in a separate pen. Thank God he's in a separate pen. I swear that that guy, I just uh, can't stand him. God, I, you didn't know that, that that was such a long time ago. I just can't remember what dinosaurs I was with. Well, there seem, seem to be so many dinosaurs on the island. And, fair. you know, that's fair. When we were watching, you know, when I, I heard about the events in Fallen Kingdom, this volcano exploding, it it was like a scramble. Oh. It was like, who's who's getting out all of a sudden, you know, afterwards, I'm seeing an Nasuda Ceratops on the mainland. I'm like, I didn't even see you get on the boat. Like, how? I don't understand. Well, I don't know that they just have like a private airplane or something. I don't know. Something dumb. They had a private so. jet. Yeah, and then the Spinosaurus was there. Like, I promise I won't destroy it. That's very nice. That's very nice of the Spinosaurus. I think he's kind of oh, yeah, turned was... a new leaf. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that's Spinosaurus. I hate to be all topic, but my spin that Spinosaurus is my hero. He killed the most overrated dinosaur, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah, and who knows oh, if we'll I'm ever just... get a rematch, you know? Oh, I wish. Uh, <laughs> round two, Spino wins this time, baby. <laughs> I know who I'm betting on. It, you know, now finally getting into Dominion, animals are spreading off the mainland. We didn't see you get on the boat, but I'm presuming you got on the boat and you try to hightail it for freedom as well. Okay. 
Well, let, let me tell you this. So, you know, Colin Trevorrow, right? Yes. I don't know about you, but he, he just never talks to me. He, he never seems, he doesn't want to bother like spending time with me, at least having a conversation, you know, which is strange, yeah. be- which is strange because he's, you know, he usually engages with the fans. He engages with the community. Uh, Josh Evans and Josh Evans and Jennifer Evans from Jurassic Outpost and Bryce Dallas Howardnick. They just had a baby. Colin Javar wished them, you know, uh, you know, new, new fan, new member of the family. He Colin's well, usually just, a great guy. Can I just go out of the way and say congratulations to their new baby? Uh, I just want to say that even though that baby looks, uh, Sorry, he just looks delicious. I just have an instinct towards humans. Look, nobody's going to fault you for that. You're you're a predator. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I eat humans. I eat living things and people still forgive me. It's because you have a talent, you know, for spitting. For spitting. Oh, yeah. Venomous I'm spit. sorry. Yeah, have you ever seen a raptor spit? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't want to see a raptor spit. No, it's just, it's just spit. Just, just spit. It's not it's not nothing special. It's just uh, just spit. Um, however, my spit on the other hand, oh boy, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so you did survive through the through the years, you know, after the park was abandoned again. And oh yeah, yeah I yeah. survived for a long time. And it, it just must have been it just must have been wild with all the animals, and, and there was tons of new dinosaurs that had never been out of cages before. So they were probably like, I imagine some oh, of them yeah, were there's... probably looking to you to like guide them a little bit. Oh yeah, I saw a I saw a Treadnoughtus one time. He was pretty cool. He was just passing by. Say, hey there, little buddy. I was like, oh, hey, you're just some, some Brachiosaurus looking thing, except you're not technically a Brachiosaurus. I know it's not. He, they're not quite as, as I mean, most, most dinosaurs are majestic, but you know, the less said about Dridnatus, the better, I think. You're, you're campaigning. You're, you know, it's an election year. This is your chance. I, I would oh, say. Yeah, it's my only my only time to shine i i don't like it's the last movie and without that uh it's just i'm just gonna appear in one scene and never again hear well, any scenes again it's just well and that's and that's my thought too and why i wanted to chat with you because because so yeah right, right now you know i just did a mini so people you know wanting cameos or wanting appearances and I mean, you are the number one dinosaur that people want to see in Jurassic World Dominion, hands down. There is no other dinosaur that I I would say just from talking to people and looking at the community. Again, we yes, I've mentioned a few, you know, quote unquote, appearances of the Dilo throughout the franchise. But I I genuinely think it would be criminal. And 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 how 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 poetic would it be? You know, you're in. Dilophosaurus is in Jurassic Park and shows a bid Dominion. It's not just uh, Dr. Sattler, Dr. Grant, Dr. Malcolm. It's also Dr. Dilo. I think the four of you make up a, yeah. a an important quad, quad quadrilogy or um, I don't know what the word is for like a for like a foursome. But I think yeah. I, the I th- original uh, the original four. Yeah. Well, um, Chris Pratt did say in an interview on Ellen a few like about God, I said a few months ago, it was probably like a month wait, ago. Wait, 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 wait. Chris Pratt. Yeah, what? yeah. Chris Pratt is that is that a fried rat? Or Ooh, something? Sorry, Owen Grady. Owen Grady. Oh, <laughs> said everybody from the original adventure back in 1993 are coming back. Well, who hasn't come back? The Dilophosaurus. So I think that was. Oh well, I was going to say Lex and Tim, but yeah, sure, Dilophosaurus. <laughs> um, but you know, to people who might not know about your mission, your campaign, you know that they they've seen. 
the, you know, save the dinosaurs. They've seen extinction now. But I think you're kind of a third party candidate. What is kind of your reasons and and sort of if you could sell to I mean, my audience has already sold your preaching of the choir. But I think for any new people who don't know why the Dilophosaurus is so important, why do you think the Dilophosaurus, why do you think you should make an appearance in Jurassic World Dominion? That's a good question you got there. And I'll answer. You see, the reason why I, I I'm desperate to show up in a Jurassic Park sequel. Now, keep in mind, I've been desperate since uh, the announcement of The Lost World. I'm like, oh, cool. You put me in, get, get, I'm down. Put me in The Lost World. And guess what? They never put me in The Lost World. Mm. And Jurassic Park 3 came out. I was like, oh, uh, put me in there. And, and they were like, nah. And now the Jurassic Park franchise was like dead for a good while up until uh, Jurassic World. And Colin Jarrell was like, okay, uh, I'm going to bring back the franchise alive uh what dinosaurs would you like to see i know i'm just gonna bring back the dominus rex and all that but well what kind of dinosaurs over there and i'm just saying uh, and i said uh, look i just had to kill like three trees three <laughs> trees just papers worth of letters requesting my appearance and only one was enough and yet somehow it was only for a hologram Ugh. And that's very impressive and, because Velociraptors can open doors, but Dilophosaurs can write letters. That's I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they, you know, there's a lot of things you just don't know about the Dilophosaurus. You know, they, they look. Yeah, you, you may say that oh, they're not as intelligent as the raptor, but come on, I would prove you wrong. <laughs> In fact, raptors are dumb. They're just, they're just I don't know. They're, they're just, the pretty boys of the, the pretty boys and the clever girls of the pretty boys and clever girls. I'm sorry, pretty. You call them pretty. It's just dull skin. Now look at the look at the frill of a Dilophosaurus. True. That's pretty. That's pretty. Okay. True. Uh, look, I know I'm being biased over your opinions, and I don't want to be like that. But come on, Dilophosaurus are just better. Of course. No, I mean, no, look, but, you don't have um, to. Again, you don't have to convince me. I, I, I don't necessarily know how I would want to see Dilophosaurus in Dominion, but I think, I, I. I think they need to be, I just feel like they need to have a great scene. I think it would be cool if they were kind of appearing throughout, but I would settle for one great scene. Would you want your older brother Jerry to be involved or just you? Oh, no, fuck that guy. Uh, I just want to be in there. So you only want a a tiny dialogue. You don't want necessarily, because there has been some concept art of like, because, you know, people. feet long Dilophosaurus? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If they, look, if the paleontologists really, really want to see an accurate—I'm sorry, quote unquote accurate, quote unquote Dilophosaurus, yeah. then fine. Maybe I can have Jerry in there. But come on, I want to be in there too. So well, look, I'm just gonna have to uh, try to put my differences with that guy and try to get along. But it's not—he he, he just gives me bad vibes. But I'll see it. Look, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I don't care what happens. If I die, I don't care. Just let me be in a scene. If you could eat one survivor from Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, who would it be? Ooh, yeah, you you got my attention. Let's see. Uh, and why? Uh, I got it. I got it. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be this guy, but sorry, Colin. But after... After years of neglect, if you're not going to put me in Jurassic World Dominion, I'm going to have to eat you. So you're going to have to eat, you're going to eat the whole. So, you know, so basically ensuring that, you know, maybe somebody else will take the reins. Maybe you can take over as director. 
Is that is yeah, that kind of sure. maybe the okay. plan? How about this? How about this? I kick out T Rex, kick out Velociraptor, kick out all the dinosaurs that are not Dilophosaurus. Maybe uh, don't worry. I'll put Dil- I'll put uh, Spinosaurus in there. Don't worry. And it's just me and Spino. That's it. Eating humans. I don't know. That's that's all we have. <laughs> no, but if if we're talking about characters from the Jurassic Park franchise, uh, let's see. You know, we have never seen. Uh, I know I sound, uh, uh, dare I sound, I don't know, I kind of sound like a jerk for saying this, but uh, I kind of want to eat a, kind of want to eat a, a child from the Jurassic Park franchise. I mean, come on, you don't usually see them get eaten. And True. come on, it's always, it's always bald men. It's always, I, on rare occasions, it could be women. Well, what about children? Come on, we were so close to, I don't know. Like, uh, I know this Allosaurus was about to eat this uh, toddler. I was like, yeah, eat him, eat him. And then they were like, okay, let's save the child. I'm like, okay. So here's here's my pitch. Well, not necessarily to you, but also to Colin. We open, okay. it's a snowy landscape. We know that there's some snow situation going on in Dominion. We have a okay. small child playing in the snow. All of a sudden, yeah. spit. Hits on the yeah. snow, starts to, you know, it looks like acid, like the xenomorphs from Aliens. And then the kid oh. looks up and it's you. And then right in the face gets the kid, screams, and then cuts to Jurassic World Dominion, the logo. What do you think? You son of a bitch. That is fucking beautiful. That, yes. That is, that, that's genius. That's, that's genius. Oh, my God. Write that down. Write that down. Please write that down, please. Oh, my God. I'm going to be really uh, upset if this doesn't happen. Uh, oh, yeah, you want to know how pissed I would be if that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously, to not only have a scene, but to have a scene at the beginning of the movie, that's just, uh, that, that's just, oh, God, I'm just going to cry from that. Chef's kiss. It, it would make it special. It would make your appearance special. But also, I think it would really, you know, Colin Javaro talks all the time about setting stakes, you know, all this stuff, like making Jurassic feel real. Well, like, how much would you, how much would the stakes be set if at the very beginning of the end of this Jurassic Park saga, Jurassic World saga, a, a kid gets spit by the Dilophosaurus in the face, goes down screaming, you're like, Oh, we can't predict anything from here forward. This is a this is a whole new this is a whole new beast. I had a wild thought that when Colin was making Jurassic World, he showed a sign of the East Dock. And I don't know how this rumor started or what was running around, but I had this weird thought in my head, or maybe it was a theory at some point, that Zach and Gray, the kids from Jurassic World, Instead of stumbling upon the original visitor center, we're going to stumble upon the Jeep that had Nedry's rotting corpse still inside, and that maybe uh, we'd th- see a Dilophosaurus again. But sadly, that didn't come to pass. Calling that guy always over there, hurting my feelings. It feels like he's kind of dangling the string in front of you, and yeah, just when you that, think that, it's going to, pulls out the rug. That, that guy just hates spitters. Well, Colin, oh, here's your chance. This is a call to you, a Colin, if you will. Colin, <laughs> sorry. Huh? Uh, even even I can't abide that. Um, this is your call to you to put the Dilophosaurus in. I say go for the scene that I suggested, but I think I think if you're going to put the Dilophosaurus in, don't don't 
you know, skirt around it, show us a Dilophosaurus, show it in action, show it in its all its glory and majesty. Don't this is the last one. You gotta you gotta make it count. I I I one hundred percent agree. Uh, all I'm saying is, look, when you show a Dilophosaurus, okay, I don't I don't want I don't want bullshit anymore. I don't want a statue, a hologram, whatever the fuck you guys have. I, I, I want a real physical Dilophosaurus, okay? I, I want a real life Dilo. I don't care if he dies. I don't care if he lives. I don't care if he fights a, a Velociraptor or some thing. I don't know. Look, I just, I just, I'm desperate. All right. Not too desperate, but I'm just desperate in general that I I, I just, I just want to appear in just one, or maybe if I'm lucky, two or three scenes of Dilophosaurus. And then finally my destiny will be fulfilled. And yeah, that's pretty much it. My destiny is just fulfilled and I just spend the rest of my life doing weird stuff and then I die. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, not everybody can be the next Guy Fieri, but I think the spitter has a bright future ahead of us. I think you have a bright future ahead of us. But Oh yeah, I have high hopes. But my question is, would you settle for being in the Jurassic Park TV show? Okay, sure. I would. Great. Beautiful. I would be in the life I would be in live action, but I know that little uh, Cam Cretaceous Netflix series is coming up, and I'm like, yeah, I might participate in it. But they're like, okay, maybe not. I, I think it's like confirmed that Dilophosaurus will not show up there. Ugh. They're oh, blowing whatever. it. It's just, uh, whatever. It's just a Netflix series. At least it's not the, the final product of, a, let's say, the final film of a franchise that only has the spitter for like one movie, and that's the first. Yeah, it's not it's not acceptable. We got to get the we got to get you into Dominion. Oh no. And uh, I, yeah. <laughs> you see that's why that's why I created my Twitter account. All right, I hope you really enjoyed that interview. Thank you again to at the underscore one underscore spitter. <laughs> so silly. Uh, <laughs> well, and it's funny though because since I did that interview, which was a while ago, Contravaro himself actually responded to the account and said, "Hey, you know what? I like this argument." So, you know, I I don't know what that means. Colin loves to respond to people, and I feel like that's a good thing. It's always a good thing when he responds to people on Twitter because I feel like it means he's listening and. And he's trying to give us a little clue about what might happen. So uh, I wanted to go next into the questions of the month. The questions, you know, over the last little bit were a little bit all over the place. So I apologize for that. But truly, you know, like I said up top, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling Jurassic June as much because I really want, I mean, look, I'm not going to go on and on about how I feel about this stuff, but Black Lives Matter, that's the most important thing. And I really hope all of you are paying attention to what's going on. And ultimately, if you want to, you know, get some awareness and follow some interesting people, and especially if you're, you know, I work on ologies and, you know, science, not just paleontology, but science as well is really important to me. 
And, you know, frankly, a lot of these communities aren't welcoming or, you know, downright uh, threatening to black people. So, you know, if you're looking to be aware and looking to, you know, make changes in your own behavior, so you're not sort of reinforcing these, um, you know, these sort of, you know, uh, racist structures that our capitalist patriarchal society has created, you know, um, there is some really great accounts where you can find, you know, follow and learn and really see some cool stuff from amazing black scientists, um, black AF and STEM. So like right at the beginning of Jurassic June, there was black birders week, which was really awesome because if you follow that news story about that woman calling the police, um, on a black birder, like, you know, he's just trying to look at some burbs and some fucking Karen, uh, you know, is literally just like calling. It's like, dude, I'm just trying to like live my life here. Anyway, I won't, you know, I won't go and in fall into attendance and stuff, but like, ugh, you know, anyway, and there's a really great group, uh, that I donated to, and I think you should all support them. It's MISS that stands for minorities in shark sciences, because again, like a lot of places in STEM, it's very hard for, um, for black people to really get into and succeed in the way that they should, you know, just like anyone else. Um, so, uh, you can follow them and support them at, uh, twitter.com, uh, M slash M I S S underscore, uh, E L a-S-M-O. Also, Black AF and STEM is spelled just how it sounds. Uh, black and then AF, like as fuck in STEM. Uh, S-T-E-M. And one of the founders of uh, Miss Minorities in Shark Sciences, Jada Elcock, who I first sort of met because she was working with Dustin Grawick on the Dinosaur 101 series. She's at SoFishDication on a, I, I feel like I didn't appreciate her Twitter handle until right now. Um, but she's a grad student who's studying sharks and she does these. They're not daily anymore because she's, I think she's, cause she's back in school and she was this amazing. I don't know how she was doing this every day. She's just incredible. Uh, but she was doing these really great animal TikTok animal facts on TikTok, where it was just this like minute long bite size sort of knowledge about any kind of animal, not just sharks. Um, mostly, I guess it, no, it wasn't all marine animals. Yeah. So it's just animals of all kinds, um, fishes, sharks, frogs, birds, whatever. Um, and yeah, she has just been, she's brought such a joy to my timeline and I think you would all really enjoy following her again, all these accounts, black AF and STEM minorities and shark sciences, these accounts will just really, because, you know, that's the thing, like, um, these days, as far as my timelines go on social media, I really want to fill them up with science and I just really want to learn and, you know, just, just kind of, you know, not sort of dwell in negativity and, but for focus more in, you know, what really cool people are doing, what really cool people are doing, what really cool things people are doing. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And if you want your timeline to be filled with really great, awesome work that these black scientists are doing, I really suggest you follow those accounts and hopefully I'm going to be doing some more stuff in that vein soon, especially just because overall, like I love Jurassic Park. I love doing this podcast, but part of this podcast has always been about the science side of things. And that's what Jurassic Park has always been about. And to me, I really want to honor that a little bit more. I want to honor the diversity and, and, you know, just all the incredible work that people are doing out there. And because it's like, 
yeah, I mean, true, like, like watching something like eons or something like it truly makes me happy to be alive when I just look at, when I just am seeing how vast and beautiful this world is. And yeah, uh, you know, t- I want to talk about Jurassic Park and I want to talk about that. So I'm hoping to have more scientists on soon and, um, other cool folks and cool work they're doing. So, uh, look out for that. And, you know, I, I brought that up with the group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, uh, you know, definitely enjoy and see Jurassic Park podcast. Uh, cause sometimes I'll just, <laughs> I'll be like, Hey, what do you guys think? And, you know, uh, you know, Dusty or Zelma, you know, or, Kelly or, you know, anybody like Chris, um, sorry, I'm not like thinking of everyone's names right now, but those are the first couple that come to the top of my head. But, you know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Dusty and Zelma and Chris and Kelly, like, like these are the people that are, you know, Ellen, like, I feel like these are the folks that are, you know, listeners that have become friends and just like always, um, yeah, we always are like providing me with great feedback. So thank you for that. But yeah, it seems like everyone's down for the science stuff. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad. I mean, I guess if you're not sorry, I don't know, but I feel like y'all are, are going to be really into it. So, cause there's some really cool scientists out there that I just, I want to just <sighs> their brains. Okay. Anyway, we're going too far, <laughs> but this is a great transition into. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about this a little bit in the Facebook group of just how I was feeling about June this month and, and, you know, everything going on in the world and stuff. By the way, I am doing through the percast. We did an episode on Elijah McClain, who was murdered by the police and, and we want to raise money for his family and to fight for justice. So, you know, I'll actually put a link to that in this episode as well, too. We did an episode about his story, um, yeah, so I'm sorry, I just got off track there. But yes, go listen to that podcast and how you can help with that story. But again, I posted in the group how I was feeling about about June and just in general, and kind of wanted to just ask what people did Jurassic June, because, again, as much as I wanted to participate and be involved, I also really wanted to still be involved in Jurassic June. And I feel like I got so many sweet messages about what they did for Jurassic June. So let's read them right now. All right. The first one is from Erin and she announced, she says, we announced to family and friends the sex of our baby due around Halloween with this wonderful onesie we found on the interwebs. And so it says clever girl. And there's like, um, binoculars and a raptor claw and uh, the Ford Explorer and like a little raptor and an egg. That's so cute. And congratulations, Erin. And the next one is from Chris Jones. He's Jurassic Souls on Twitter. I intensely filled my days with all the Jurassic media, podcasts, Twitter posts, YouTube videos, fan art, discussions, toys, Insta stories. I could glue my crazy googly eyes too. (laughs) Uh, But then again, uh, I do this every month. It just feels really good in June. Mm, The vibes are radical. And then Emily says, during our telework quarantine, my work team started a movie club where we pick movies and then talk about them during our weekly team meeting. I really like that. One of our movies to wrap up June was my selection of Jurassic Park. Yes, I love when when you use your like, you know, you have the one thing you can contribute at work or like with family. And you're like, hey, guys, what if we watch Jurassic Park and they're like, not again. But you're like, look, 
I get to choose this month. It's my choice. Uh, so Emily continues saying, uh, they have no idea the presentation of fun facts and information that we'll be getting at our team, at our meeting team, um, at our meeting tomorrow morning. And I really, <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone's heard of those like slideshow parties where basically everyone just comes with a slideshow about something. And I think it might be fun to really like to do a fun, Jurassic Park slideshow party at some point or like, but, or like dinosaur, like where everyone brings the dinosaur to talk about or something like that. That might be really cool. And then I wanted to end this episode on a note from Zelma. Um, I really was moved by her post. So I felt like it deserved to go last. So, but, uh, I mean, not to say that all of your posts didn't move me, but I, you know, Zelma's was great. Uh, <laughs> It's hard to put all the emotions I felt over the course of this month into words. In many ways, racial injustice and police brutality writ large have consumed all of my attention. But the vocal support and solidarity expressed by the Jurassic fandom, cast, and associated industries... I see you, Stan Winston School, have been such a balm. It would have been really easy for Justice, Daniela, and Bryce to stay quiet, to stay quiet, but they were ardent and loud. Bryce even told people not to watch her movies and linked to several movies made by black creators. Uh, it can feel very exposing to be a POC in so many fandoms, but my JP fans and actors did not let their POC fans down. And the cherry on top, Vanessa Lee Chester replied to my comment about POC fans and says she loves us. Even though Jurassic was a bit sidelined this month, it continued to be a comfort in uneasy times. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, oh yeah, happy belated birthday, Vanessa Lee Chester. Uh, she did a photo shoot. Um, we actually had lunch in January, I believe, pre-quarantine. And I gave her, because her collection of Jurassic stuff was stolen from her family's house. So I gave her, I found on eBay, her action figure of Kelly and gave, you know, just, I, you know, I don't know if she had one. Or, I'm assuming she had her own action figure originally, but if she didn't, now she does. So, um, but Selma, yeah, I mean, it's such a, again, I don't, I can't, you know, know what it's like but at the same time yeah it's got to be it, i think it's got to be this thing of like you know and correct me if i'm wrong obviously but it's got to be this thing it's like you like these things and then to find out the the things you like don't like either don't support you or actively hate you is such a terrifying feeling and so um yeah to see the community um at least as far as i could tell truly join in join in and be like hey like i know we love our jurassic june but also look what's going on in the world because we can't you know especially like the original jurassic park you know i'm not gonna claim it stands for anything or stands up for anything but you know i think the original jurassic movie and you know um you know as far as uh you know discuss sexism and survival situations when we get back and you know, just the ideas of curiosity and wonder and discovery, but as well as critiquing it, you know, like, uh, Ian Malcolm does, you know, Ooh, what's, what's so great about discovery? It's a, a violent penetrative act, you know? Um, so I, you know, maybe there's something, that, maybe there's something there to the idea that, uh, Jurassic Park is one of these movies that says a thing, but also is actively critiquing it while it's happening. You know, it's that kind of, it's the Hammond thing of like, he's the dreamer, but look what his dreams have wrought. And I'm totally going off track here. Um, thank you, Zelma, again, for just sharing your thoughts. And yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> Vanessa was just like, woo. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was nice. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. 
Uh, I really love and appreciate all of you and continue to just uh, uh, love your support. And yeah, can't thank you enough and super excited. So yeah, this may be the last, you know, long form mini-sode, but just think of it as getting mini mini-sodes from now on, because ultimately I love talking every week you know, in on social and things like that. And I just want to bring it into the podcast form that we can talk every week. So yeah, I guess this is the last mini-sode for now. Ugh, wow. Okay. But I will see you next week. So it's going to be fine. Now you can also interact with me in the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJR Pod on Twitter, C Jurassic Ride on Instagram, C Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at cjurassicride at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McLear, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Right is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.